Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the podcast. I just got some um, indigestion just as I was I was just as I was away to start there. Um, so the podcast that I'm doing today is almost like a second take on a podcast I'd done almost at the very start. I think it was actually my second ever podcast that I did. I remember actually doing that podcast sitting in my car in Brecon um, at the gym which was an odd location to record a podcast, but it seemed to work. And my Wi-Fi at home was uh, run by a dwarf hamster. So it, it kind of worked a little bit better, but that's not the point of today. The, the podcast is going to be, last the last year I called it Adjusting to Winter. And the take was a little bit different. It was a little bit, there was a few little kind of science based things, a few little facts in there. Um, and I kind of wanted to give people tools to be able to kind of, just take on winter with a little bit more kind of direction, a little bit more motivation um, and essentially just help, help them navigate it better because we just kind of come off the back of like, remember that COVID summer we had, like it was, was it just last year? Yeah, I think it was just last year. It was that COVID summer that we had and it was absolutely mental. Like it was so sunny and we kind of just got stuff opening again. Like remember when we were sitting in beer gardens in the fucking freezing cold because we were like, we are going out to the pub. It's open now, we're going out. So I think it was quite a hard winter because like things were half opening, but they weren't necessarily open. So this year, everyone's had like a proper full on summer. Like everyone's been away on holiday. The weather has been pretty decent. Um, I think it's probably been like quite a relief. And I've actually had like one of the best summers um, of, of my life. I suppose I could say that. Yeah, it's been a pretty good summer. Um, really enjoyed it. And every year, especially like years back, I used to come around to winter and honestly, like used to fucking hate the idea of it. Like I was like, oh no, winter's coming again. And just like went into this mild depression. Now there is a condition <clears throat> which is basically abbreviated as SAD, which is seasonal affective disorder, which is actually like a diagnosed condition um, where people do not adapt to the winter seasons very well. I think it can work the other way as well. I think there is very rare cases of it working. People who enjoy the winter can kind of go into summer and not enjoy it for certain other reasons. Um, I won't go too deep into that, but pretty much the symptoms of that are like barely any energy, weight gain, anxiety, like genuinely being depressed and not wanting to kind of leave the house. Um, and again, it can work in the opposite way around in summer because people that really struggle with their weight, who struggle with like taking clothes off in terms of like wearing t-shirts and stuff like that, it can almost affect them that way as well. So it's important to mention that. Um, but yeah, a lot of people just really hate winter. And as most of you guys will be living in Scotland, I know there somehow there are a couple of people that listen to this in Jamaica. Um, I want you to shout me out because I see the Jamaica thing coming up on Spotify. And I'm like, who the fuck listens in Jamaica? Anyway, you will not have this problem. So you'll probably turn off right now anyway. Um, but it tends to be a shitty winter in Scotland. Up this way, it's dark, it's cold, it's miserable. Um, and a lot of us don't like that. A lot of us do. A lot of us enjoy winter and a lot of us enjoy the weather and being able to just stay inside and be cozy and watch Christmas films and just they like that autumnal feeling. They like that autumnal feeling and then they like winter and it doesn't really bother them at all. I'm just not one of those people. I just would take summer all day long. I go on holiday for a week when I lived in Australia. There was just this leveling out of my happiness, even when I possibly was, wasn't in the best of places at times when I was in Australia. There was a lot of um, 
up and downs with, with emotions. Like, it was just a general, a general baseline happiness because the sun was out. And I know a lot of people and any of you guys that have stayed in warm countries will have found that. And I, I definitely found that it wasn't undul- so undulating and weren't up and down with your emotions. Like the sun was out, you were generally pretty happy that day. Again, loads of other factors come into that. It's not just the sun's out, you're happy. But there is plenty of evidence to suggest, and I think I actually had this fact. Um, yeah, I think I actually had this fact somewhere in the recording of the last one where basically, I can't remember the actual study, but Australians on in general... Um, as a population are a happier population than those of the UK. And they found a kind of correlation between the weather and Australians being happier. Um, and they, they see it with darker, kind of rainier countries um, in comparison to sunnier countries, obviously more well-developed sunnier countries. I'm not sure if you go into the... I don't know, there was a way to come away with some random fact there. But um, anyway, the sun makes us happier it is a fact um so how do we adjust to winter how do we offset the the things that usually happen so one of the facts i kind of shared the last time was cold winter nights what would you typically associate with a cold winter's night for me when first thing comes to mind is like hot chocolate sitting watching a film in your bed by 7 p.m heating on well maybe not anymore um unless you want to be an accomplice to Vladimir Putin, turn your heating off. Um, and then summer nights, what do you typically associate that with? You're out and about, you're on walks at night, you're you're just genuinely an, enjoying stuff, like barbecues and shit. Like you're, you're enjoying life outdoors and you're enjoying life indoors in the colder winter nights. So Hamilton 2008, here's a little study for you. UK adults exhibit higher step counts in the summer compared to winter months, 2,000 steps less on average, in the winter, male and female. Now, everyone does not need to be a PhD to figure that out. Um, <clears throat> we do less steps during the winter. So we got to think about how, how can we offset that? How can we continue to keep our, our activity levels high? Um, and then, again, another kind of interesting uh, fact was does dog ownership influence seasonal patterns of neighborhood-based walking among adults? Obviously, a, an American study. Um, what they found was if you own a dog, your steps do not take as much of a hit because you are forced to go out with your dog. So if there's anything to take away from this, it's go and buy a dog. Go and buy a dog that needs a lot of walking over the winter. Um, but don't just buy a dog for Christmas or I will come to your door and I will I will find you and I will adopt that dog. Um, so, yeah. So obviously we, we've got to consider like, why do we do less? Why do we not want to get up? Um, and it's kind of in relation to the, the darkness is one of those things. Like when the clocks change and it gets darker, and it's obviously getting darker now around about half six. So when the human body sees darkness, the pineal gland begins to produce melatonin. So melatonin is basically just the, the sleepy hormone. It's the hormone that puts you to sleep. You can obviously buy melatonin um, over the counter in America. You can't buy it here. It's I think it is genuinely illegal to, to sell it here. I think you can get it on some dodgy websites, but you cannot get it in the UK. But essentially, it just is a serotonin-derived hormone that promotes sleepiness. Um, the exposure to light blocks the production of melatonin. So... It's darker at night, you get sleepier, 
you wake up in the morning, it's still dark, you're still going to be sleepy because the the opposite effect is not in play where light is coming into your, your eyeballs and you're not like, oh, it's time to get up or you're like, oh, it's time to stay up. So your body is a very kind of, um, it's very in tune with the world around it. Like when it's dark, it gets sleepy. When it's light, it gets awake. Um, so how can we kind of modify our environment to actually induce this? Well, one thing that one thing that I actually found really beneficial, and it's 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 a Lumi lamp. None of you have heard of a Lumi lamp. Then it is essentially just an alarm clock that basically lights up on a timer. So it gradually lights up your room and kind of tries to mimic what a natural sunrise would do. Um, you can get a cheaper one for around about 50, 60 quid, um, but the kind of top of the range ones are about 100 quid just now. Um, one <laughs> conflict that may happen is if you and your partner get up at different times, when you're lighting up the room like fucking a Christmas tree and then they're still trying to sleep, there could be a bit of an argument. Um, but if you get up at the same time or if you kind of live on your own or if you have your own room, um, then this is honestly stupid not to not to use. I've used it before. Obviously, Ellie gets up at different times for me, so sometimes I don't use it. Um, but I have loads of clients who bought, bought one last year and said it was an absolute game changer for the way that they were able to wake up. Um, and it just makes scientific sense that it would help. Um, so, yeah, and you can, you can actually do it the opposite way around as well. Like, you can literally have it on at night and create, a, like, a the sun going down kind of effect um and again the more you pay for them the kind of brighter and the more kind of powerful they are um i got a rude awakening one time when i start i first tried to work it i didn't realize that i had the setting on to turn the radio on and at the same time as when the light came on so it was obviously untuned and it just came on like <laughs> never shot myself so much in my life um let's pop on so like how, how how do you make the mornings easier? Like the mornings are one of the main things that people struggle with during the the darker uh, the darker colder months, because one it's cold, two it's dark, um, and three it's just like people struggle with motivation. So as I mentioned already, the Lumi lamp. The second thing I'm going to mention is it, it's true for all year round, but we've got to consider that. Say for example, you want to get up for work we're not even talking about the gym right now or possibly or even going for a walk or making your breakfast or something that you want to do in the morning that you need to do in the morning. You feel like you need to do it. The main thing to do is create less barriers between you getting up and doing that thing. So let me kind of play it this way. Person A has their alarm set, their room's dark. Um, they get up, they snooze it. Um, then they don't know where their shoes for the gym are and uh, they've not looked out their gym kit and then they're like oh shit where's my water bottle i can't remember oh shit where's my keys oh shit i parked the car way far away last night um and then there's just so many different things to still do for you to carry out the action of getting out your bed and getting to work or going to the gym whatever the activity may be um so it's about breaking down the barriers between getting you out of your bed and getting you out the door. Make it simple, stupid. That's just a silly little saying, make it simple, stupid. Um, so how about we set the looming lamp, we wake up, it's light. We get up, it feels a little bit easier. We go through to the other room, 
because we don't want to um, disturb the other sleeping person in the room. We have our trainer set out. We have our bag packed. We have our water bottle, water bottle packed. We've made our breakfast the night before. Um, we know where our keys are. Um, we've had the heating on timer. So it's just a little bit, a little bit warmer when we wake up and it doesn't feel less appealing to get up. Think about how much easier it is to carry out that action if you have prepared yourself in advance. Now, I know I could be a hypocrite sometimes because there are times where I'll be walking about at night and I'm like, all right, okay, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. I'm planning on going to the gym tomorrow, but I don't do anything to prepare myself. And eight times out of 10, when I haven't prepared myself, I'll either not go or I will it will be an absolute struggle and I'll sit in my bed for 10 minutes going, oh, shit, I've still got to do all these things before I get to the gym. So make it simple, stupid, make it attractive, make it easy. Just some of the simple laws of making a habit a lot easier. So that's pretty, pretty simple. Nights. So again, like to make the morning easier, you kind of want to make the night more effective as well. So Sleeping better is obviously going to make that next morning. And I know it's turning into kind of like a morning routine type thing um, and a morning and night routine type thing. But to make the night easier and to get your body in tune with waking up at the right time, you want to stop putting blue light in your eyeballs all night long. Sitting watching TikTok on full brightness until midnight is just kicking yourself right in, right in the arse, or I was about to say balls, but I understand that it's, there's two genders. Maybe even, I'm not even going, wow, that's another fucking argument altogether. Um, yeah, so maybe try something like a podcast so you don't actually need to look at blue light. Maybe have a switch off time for Netflix. Try and have at least 20 minutes wind down time before you go to sleep without blue light in your eyes, scrolling Instagram, TikTok, watching Netflix, because... Nine times out of 10, when you put that phone away, when you turn Netflix off and you turn the lights off and you make it dark, you want to go to sleep. But we stimulate our brains so much with scrolling through videos of monkeys reading books and doing wheelies on BMXs that we end up just like not being able to go to sleep. And it's not because we didn't want to go to sleep or our body wasn't telling us we wanted to go to sleep. It's because we've stimulated our brain too much. Um Again, caffeine too close to going to sleep as well. These things all make the colder, darker mornings easier. Um, We want to make it attractive and easy for us to get up in the morning because, and these things apply all year round, but they're even more important when it's colder and it's darker. Um, So basically just to touch on a couple of like, let's call them hacks. They're not hacks because anyone can do them. They're just things that, I would personally do, and again, this is not coming from a scientific place. This is coming from a place of what I've done the past few years to make it much easier for me to get up. So first thing was obviously the Lumi lamp. Second thing was if I've got supplements to take in the morning or I've got like an early morning where I know I'm not going to have time to make breakfast, I will prepare breakfast the the night before. Overnight oats or something like that's always a good one. Um, Or literally just like making a smoothie and putting it in the fridge. just or even like sometimes it's not that nice to keep the smoothie in the fridge overnight but basically put all the ingredients in the the actual blender cup and then blend it in the morning so that's another thing um a couple of other things i do and this is not just in relation to like my routine in the morning this is just in relation to kind of keeping in shape um and just 
keeping myself going over winter is one of the best investments you can make to basically take you away from bullshit excuses is an exercise bike or a fold away treadmill. So exercise bike, you're sitting, I don't know, it could be in the evening, could be in the afternoon, you could have like spare half an hour. You want to watch loose women. You jump on your exercise bike and you burn a few calories while you're doing it. My exercise bike last year got a lot of use because I actually just don't really like walking in the freezing cold outside. It's not very attractive to me. Um, putting a jacket on, your hands are absolutely freezing, your toes are freezing. Don't get me wrong, I will still do it, but it just becomes so much less attractive when it's raining and it's and it's cold outside. So I need to have an exercise bike because, again, think about that that habit that you want to make attractive and easy. You've got to drive 10 minutes to the gym to jump on an exercise bike to do that workout, or I've got to get my jacket on, get really cozy, get my earphones, get my trainers on, then go out and walk in the freezing cold or the pissing rain. What's going to be easier? Is it going to be easier to do that? Or is it going to be easier to walk through to your living room, jump on that exercise bike and watch the TV while you while you kind of spin over? Um, now, you don't always need to use that option and it's not like a cop-out so that you don't do anything else. But I think it's very, very useful to have one of these things during the winter because it takes away your excuse of saying, oh, I couldn't do it because I couldn't get to the gym or it was too cold or it was too rainy. And the fold-away treadmills are actually something that was like a little bit of a revel. I've not got one, but someone told me I should get one. And I was like, that's going to be way too expensive. But it's actually not. Um, you're talking around about, two, I know not everyone's got a spare £200 to buy one. Right now, I don't. And hence why I've not got one. But I, th- I am thinking about investing in one. It's essentially just like a treadmill without the kind of frame at the front. It's literally just like a little running just a little conveyor belt that basically runs over. Don't get me wrong, I'm skeptical of how uh, effective and how um, smooth these will be, but I'm going to have a look into them and possibly get one for the winter because, again, sit and watching the football at night, jump on your exercise bike, jump on your treadmill, get some steps in, and then you just look out the window and you see the freezing cold rain and the snow and you're like, hmm, oh, well, didn't need to go out on that. So that's another thing that I think is going to be a worthwhile investment for pretty much everyone. Um Again, vitamin D3 supplement. There's not many supplements that I would strongly recommend, but like our body, I mean, not everyone gets it from their diet. Um, it's just about kind of covering all bases when it comes to like your like vitamin and mineral deficiency. Um, if you are someone that works inside a lot, if you are someone that is not outdoors, well, it's kind of the opposite of that. If you don't go outdoors much because of your work or just in general over the winter, then there is a chance you may become a little bit deficient in vitamin D. So vitamin D3 supplement is essentially, imagine just what you get from the sun. Like when you go out in the sun on holiday, you're taking in so much vitamin D3. When Anytime you expose yourself to the sun, you're taking in vitamin D3. The more skin that's exposed, um, the more vitamin D, vitamin D sorry, that you're going to take in. So if you're kicking about in a North Face jacket, trackies, a tammy, a scarf, gloves, you're not taking in so much vitamin D. So it's probably going to be an idea for you to supplement it. I'm supplementing it just now. Didn't necessarily supplement it all the time during summer, more just because I forgot. I'm going to be honest with you. I do forget these things as well. Um, so that's definitely a an important kind of thing to take into account. And you know what? There's There's not really like a whole load of just magical things you can do. Like obviously the 
the sun exposure, the Lumi lamp are something that I would really recommend. Vitamin D3 is something I would really recommend. Um, having and just making things easy for yourself, making things easier for yourself during the winter is the main factor because um, it's hard to muster up the motivation to go and pull yourself out for a run or pull yourself out, out to the gym when it is cold and snowy and the wheels are spinning in the frost. So make it easy. That's the thing. Um, again, I know we're still early. We're still literally in October, um, but what I tend to see is, and it's 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 really kind of something I've noticed over the past couple of years is, for the majority of people, they had the motivation of weddings, the motivation of summer holidays, the motivation of kicking about in less clothes. That was their motivation to keep themselves in shape, keep themselves fit, keep themselves healthy. So when they hit October, end of October, they're a bit like, what the hell is my motivation now? Like, why am I doing this? And there is not a strong enough, a strong enough motivation within them to keep them going because they've not then got like, they're not almost fueled by fear of not being in shape for a holiday or not being in shape for a wedding or something like that. And they kind of just down tools and they have this period of time from like, I mean, if I was to pick a particular date, it's usually like October all the way through until like kind of new year's resolution and then sometimes people don't really get started until later on in in the year so it's difficult and here's where here's where motivation comes into play and you've heard this kind of theory on motivation a million times before motivation can be derived from extrinsic factors that's like external factors and intrinsic factors that's within Internal factors are kind of like, why do you want to do it? What, what, are you doing this for yourself? Like, what is, what, why by going to the gym and running and staying healthy? What, where are the internal motivators? For me, my internal motivators are, I know it's going to keep me healthy. It's going to keep me fit. It's going to mean that I am stronger. It's going to mean that I feel good about myself. Um, and then possibly like external factors for me could be, I have like, 50 clients relying on me to set a standard for me to lead from the front. I have the pressure of having to almost like, and this is some of these pressures are maybe not like all that healthy and they come from factors that you maybe shouldn't care too much about, but I've got to maybe be in a certain shape to be a personal trainer. I know that's not, that's not something I truly believe, but that's maybe a pressure that I, I feel within myself. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I do feel that. Um, I've got to be fit for football. I've got to be fit for my running. So hence why I'm motivated to go to the gym to make sure I'm fit for that. Um, I personally, I'm in a really privileged position where motivation is not a problem because I have so many factors around about me making me stay motivated. And again, the gym and working out and stuff like that is just something I've done for so long now that it's just like getting my breakfast in the morning. It's not even a choice. It's just something that I do. But I can understand that for some people, working out and staying fit and working towards goals is not within their highest values. There are other things in their life which are more important. However, they still want to kind of extract this motivation from somewhere and they're like, how can I find it? For some people, as I said, like myself and like kind of a lot of other people in a position like myself, it won't be hard to find motivation it won't be hard to keep going over the winter because they've just done it so many times now and it's just second nature. It doesn't really matter what 
what happens with the weather or what happens with the darkness. Like, don't get me wrong, it's still harder, but we still just do it. So if you're in a position right now where you're listening to this and you're like, I just never have motivation over winter, I want you to start thinking about a couple of things. First of all, with vague goals comes vague results. So if you've got no goal, no idea about why you're going to the gym, you don't have any sort of like internal reasoning or you don't have any external reasoning, there's, no, there's nothing forcing you to go. There's nothing that you're not chasing an outcome. Nobody's going to be arsed if you don't do it. Um, like nothing bad is going to inherently happen if you don't go. If you feel that within right now, then I'm sorry to say that motivation is just not going to be plucked out of thin air. We need to think about a couple of things first. Okay, how can we set, how can we think about why we're doing it? How, can we actually just sit down right now and think about why the, why the hell am I going to the gym? Why do I want to get stronger? Why do I want to get fitter? Have a, have a think about that. Write it down on a bit of paper. Is it because I want to just be healthy and fit? Is it just because I want to lose a couple of pounds? Sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes we've got to almost put a bit of external pressure on ourselves. So again, easy for me to say this, but signing up for a 90-day challenge, signing up for a 30-day challenge, signing up for a, a charity event. I'm going to walk X amount of steps all of this month and all of next month. So I'm almost forced to go out because if I don't go out, I'm letting down my charity. Again, it's maybe not the healthiest way to do it, but it's going to get you out. Um, and in turn, you're going to get some of these kind of internal results that you wanted as well. It could be signing up for something that really scares the shit out of you. Next year, I'm going to do a 10K run. I'm going to do a half marathon and I'm going to sign myself up for that. And then you call this the Spartan paradox where you basically like, imagine, again, I've explained this before, but the Spartan paradox is essentially like, imagine you as a Spartan get told you're fighting a, a saber-toothed tiger in 40 days time you're going to train like a maniac to make sure that you are in shape and make sure that you do not go into that and get killed because it's a life or death situation but it's not necessarily life or death when it comes to running a half marathon but why not book yourself in for something next year so that you've just got that little thing in the back of your head oh shit i should probably do this training session because i may not be i may not be prepared for that when it comes around now i know that doesn't work for everyone because it puts too much pressure on them and they end up just kind of going the opposite way and, and freezing essentially. So the main thing for you is set some intention, have an intention, set some goals, book in something for next year, um, sign up for a challenge, sign up for a program, gain some accountability. Um, because if you safely think you cannot rely on your own motivation, you cannot rely on your ability to your willpower. Willpower is this just this made up thing like willpower will only get you so far you need a reason behind it so let me think for yourself what is your reasoning to actually try and continue to go to the gym or run or stay in shape or stay healthy stay fit over the winter because if you've not got one you will not do it um it's as simple as that and then it's not just as simple as as like setting this this long-term goal you would then want to set some short-term actions so for that long-term goal that thing that I'm going to do over the next 90 days, what are the actions that I need to carry out every single week? Non-negotiable, non-negotiable, something I go about, go on about all the time. So name three to four non-negotiables, three to four things that need to happen every single day 
and then three to four things that need to happen every single week to make sure that I stay motivated. And you basically just want to have a bit of pride in those and keep them simple. Don't make them too hard. Start off with something like 7,000 steps a day. Um, I'm going to get up at X time every single day. I'm going to put my phone away by blah, blah, blah. And just make it very specific to what your actual goal is. Four actions daily, four actions weekly that are going to take you towards that goal over the winter because vague goals have create vague results. We've got to be pretty specific to make sure that we stay motivated because motivation, as we know, is an imagined source of thing and we just can't extract it from anywhere. We just don't go, okay, I'm not motivated today. Nothing's going to happen. Motivation, um, I prefer the word momentum. Um carry out these small actions every single day towards that long-term goal, build momentum. Don't let you, don't let yourself break a habit. Don't let yourself break those non-negotiables. If you miss them one day, don't miss them two days. Keep going. Um, so hopefully you took something from that. I know I spoke very, very quickly there. Um, again, training over the winter, we've got cold barbells, cold dumbbells. We go into the gym. We want the heating on. We need to like, it's a struggle to get started. And for a lot of us, it's going to be inevitable that we're going to eat some of the extra calories. We're going to move a little bit less. And I think that's just something that is, it's just going to happen. So maybe it's now time to add in some extra conditioning work in the gym. I know, as I just said, the gym could be cold, but that's not good. It's not going to stop you. Um, we may now want to add in some extra cardio work, some slightly more intense work. Um, if we're doing three sessions a week, weightlifting, maybe we want to add in one or two little cardio sessions, or maybe we do 10 minutes of cardio after after every session just to expend that little bit of extra energy. Um, the gyms, I actually find, get busier during the winter. Um, I know it kind of doesn't make sense, but it also makes sense at the same time. Even the past couple of weeks, the gym has been busier um, than what I've seen it during the summer. And now that might seem odd, but people are kind of like less willing to go outside and do things like running. So they're now using the winter as an attempt to, to get stronger and to use the gym. All the golfers are now flocking into the gym for the winter. Um, I've actually strangely seen a, a kind of correlation with that lately. It's not strange, but I've, se- I've seen it. Um, and again, people shit themselves over nutrition in the winter and they just go i'm gonna put on body fat i'm gonna get fat over the winter i'm gonna bulk um again this is like something that i don't necessarily see the the reasoning behind like people use the winter as an as an excuse to bulk but again i'm gonna be absolutely honest with you because i know i've done it before it was an excuse to eat loads of shit and it was an excuse to kind of feel happy or in myself while putting on weight needless weight that I didn't need to put on um so yeah it's important to to one not use that as an excuse um but again it's important to understand that one pound of fat is actually only equal to about 3,500 calories so that meant like if you ate 350 calories of food a day which is about equal to like a large piece of cake or a medium McDonald's milkshake you would only gain an extra pound every like 10 days, eight, nine, 10 days. So if you have one day and it's the winter and you've just had a hot chocolate and a bit of cake and you're just like overindulge yourself, doesn't mean you fucked it. Um, you just, 
need to understand that it's natural to take the foot off the gas a little bit with food over like the next couple of months, but it doesn't mean that you turn it into like a two week bender. You can have an excess of their calories, but you can pull it right back straight away. Um, so yeah. And yeah, I think it's just important to remember like staying motivated over the winter is going to be a combination of some little tricks, some little hacks, kind of like I spoke about. It's going to be very much a case of making the activities that you consistently did in the summer, they're going to feel a lot harder to do. They're going to look a lot less attractive to do over the winter because it's cold and because it's dark. It's about how can you make them easier? How can you make them more attractive? How can you make them more simple? How can you make them, how can you break down the barriers between you getting up, getting going and going to do that thing? Um, I would very much recommend Atomic Habits by James by James Clear. Like if you've not read that, um, then, then go and read it. That's kind of the main point of it. And again, just a little quote to kind of almost finish off on. If the pain of staying the same, oh God, I fucking butchered this quote on it. If the pain of staying the same is not more than the pain of change, then you will stay the same. So the kind of motivation that you have to actually change must be more than the pain of staying the same. So what are you going to be happier doing right now? Are you going to be happier? And this is coming from a position of if you aren't happy right now in yourself and you really want to keep going over the winter, the actual motivation behind changing has to be more than just like the the comfort of staying in the same position. Um, It's kind of like a pretty tough way to put it. And to finish off, what I typically see, and I've said this on Instagram stories, I've said this on various things before, what I see time and time again, especially with people that sign up with me in in the summer, now and again, people chuck it during the winter, and that's fair enough. I'm not going to judge anyone for that. But the individuals that stay on board for the summer and they make it through winter staying consistent still achieving their goals still moving forwards those individuals that go summer winter into summer end up being consistent individuals they end up being very very consistent and you can only imagine if you're consistent through summer into winter and then into another summer the shape that you can get in how fit you can get how physically kind of how you can physically improve, how you can mentally improve, how you can build resilience to be able to do that time and time again. If you can do it over the winter months in snowy, rainy, cold Scotland, then I promise you next summer ends up becoming a breeze and almost for 99.9% of individuals that can stay consistent over almost 12 months. That's not just a result. That's a lifestyle change. That's a whole new way of living to a higher standard um so put some of these things in place over the winter and realize that to get yourself started if you are stagnated right now and you are kind of sitting still not doing anything to get started is going to be really 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 hard it's not going to be easy but create that momentum get the wheels moving get yourself rolling and i promise you it will get easier it will get easier there'll be hard days there'll be difficult days there'll be days where you can't be arsed But if you want results, if you want to improve, you're going to have to start somewhere.